0: Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Underhood Show presented by Mel Hamilton Ford. Hey, it's a beautiful Saturday morning out there, isn't it, Josh?
1: It is. Uh, It depends on uh, what weather you like, but yeah. (laughs) Sunny in 70 somewhere. It is. Just not here today. Just got to find it.
0: That's right. Hey, it's a call-in show, 316-462-3673. Anything ailing your car, tires, brakes, batteries, anything in the automobile world, you want to talk about anything that's going on purchasing buying fixing whatever it might be we'd love to hear from you you want to talk about racing you want to talk about our black friday sale we had yesterday you want to talk about whatever i don't care great josh that's right it was, a, it was a busy day around here yesterday, for sure. We did have a lot of fun, so we'll get to that here shortly, everything we did there for that part. But uh love to hear from you. Again, 316-462-3673. That's uh, the number dial right into the front desk. Tell the girls you want to get passionate in the podcast with a question. You get a great price package, by over 130 bucks for each and every caller. Delbert's online. Good morning, Delbert. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Of course, yeah, some people was, probably still celebrating today and tomorrow on Thanksgiving with the family members and stuff like that, too. So He was here
1: for Black Friday. He made it.
0: Well, I missed yeah, him. Yeah, I wonder where, how here. I missed
1: him. Well, because there was a massive crowd of people here. That's how. But, uh yeah, I handed Delbert a ticket, and he should have gotten a different line because mine wasn't the lucky one, I guess. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, Delbert, sorry I missed you yesterday. Sorry about that, but you're right. There was
0: a ton of. I, I had a hard time walking through the showroom when we when everybody came inside after we gave away the 10 cars. But hey, let's,
1: Josh, as always, what's in that package? About over 130 bucks for each and every caller. Yeah. So give us a call today and uh, we'll mail you out a package. It's going to consist of the works, which is an oil change and tire rotation. We use Motorcraft oil and filter products here at Mel Hamilton Ford. Uh, While we're performing that, we're also going to complete a multi-point inspection on your vehicle, checking over the brakes, tires, steering, suspension, all the safety-related components, making sure that vehicle is ready to go for that next 5,000 miles of driving. You'll also receive yourself $10 to Mel's Diner, so you can get yourself something to eat and drink while you're here with us at the big corner. Complete nitrogen for your tires, so you get all the great benefits that nitrogen has to offer. And then a BG products package, which consists of a can of MOA or motor oil uh, motor oil additive for your engine oil, and then CF5 for your fuel system. Again, just getting that vehicle geared up and ready to go for that next five thousand miles of driving. All right, three
0: one six four six two three six seven three, right there on the screen. That's the number. Of dials in right to the store. Tell the girls get past you. We'll get your question and get you that great price package and. Everything else too. The only show I know you get paid to call in on. So anyway, let's get the phones ringing. And I've got a lot of things to talk about yesterday and everything else too. But got a real quick question coming down the chat line already from Andrew on my passenger window on my 19 Ranger. The tiny there. I mean, I think you mean there is a tiny um, bubbling. Is that common or what's causing that? Um. So, what I'm thinking, he's got a little bubble. What I'm wondering if it's tint. That's what I was wondering, too, if there was tint It's not the it glass and then, itself, yeah. Andrew, but uh, that someone's actually tinted the windows, and you've got a bubble in the tint is what I'm guessing. Now, I guess it could be another bubble of the glass delaminating or something. Yeah. I've not seen that for years because of how quality of the glass, glass has gotten. And it's not <sighs> something that would have. Oh, so it uh, is tint. Yeah, occurred over time. Yes. Okay, he just put another question. The tent on the um, pasture window, yeah. And if, what's happened there is uh, maybe it had just a little piece of dirt or just didn't seal quite right or whatever. Uh, maybe it had a little moisture, too much moisture under the tent or didn't dry out or whatever, or just didn't seal off or whatever right. from that tent. Sure, right. But it's very easy to fix, I will tell you that, to, to fix that bubble and everything else too from that part. So uh, end up just stripping it and retinting it. Most uh-huh. likely, yeah. Most likely. He says it's factory, so uh, no, there's no one's put any tint on it, Andrew. You know that that you know of. So we'll let him see if he can answer back to that question. But I still think it's got tint on that window. But Andrew, you know what? We will uh, take a look
1: at it for you because that's probably the best thing we need to do is see. Yeah, i was going to say if he just wants to swing in and and uh, give us a visual on it, so we can look at it and see exactly what's going on with it.
0: Yeah, I think what, that's going to be the best. But I still think Andrew, you got someone's put tint on that window and and come off of what's happened. So we'll take a look at it. Definitely would be the most common Stated thing. It's about brand sure. new. So maybe it is, maybe a little bit of delamination coming out of that glass into too, Andrew. And we just need to take a look at it, buddy and see what's going on there. So if you can, any point in time, just pull on the service drive, we can take a look at it and get you kind of an idea of what we need to do with it or whatever uh, from that part. But uh, years ago, we'd see a lot of delamination in glass, but we just haven't seen that for a long time. I mean, the quality of glass and stuff like that, especially on side windows uh, from that part too. So, Anyway, yesterday Black Friday. Yes, it was uh, probably our biggest crowd we've ever seen. And for those of you that don't know about our Black Friday sale, uh, we get ten cars. And this year we started in September collecting the cars and going through them and stuff. And I know by far this was the best ten cars we've ever had lined up. Uh, just how many miles were on them? The quality of the cars, the overall value, uh, I guess. Probably. Oh too, yeah, because there were yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, everybody just had to be in line by seven and we drew, uh, gave everybody a number at seven o'clock. We went back through the line, gave everybody a number. Then we started drawing the lucky 10, uh, had a great crowd, had a great fun and stuff like that. And uh, got rid of those 10 cars pretty quickly. Of course, there's always about 30 minutes and they're gone. Uh, just excited for those people. A lot of people excited to get them and stuff from that part. And, uh, it was cool. Yeah. Cool to see those cars. It's, it's a really truly a uh, Black Friday sale. For, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh for I mean, sure. You guys had uh, ten oil changes for ninety nine cents for the first ten in the line over there, and I know Quick Lane was crazy busy yesterday. Yeah, they too. went uh they, they went they went like hotcakes. <laughs> <And they, laughs> so yes, yeah, so anyway, Black Friday was great and we're on to what do they call today? I, mean, is it, day. Uh,
1: I think Monday is Saturday. Cyber Monday, yeah, right? Cyber, Monday, Cyber. Uh,
0: I don't know. How about it's a Saturday after
1: Black Friday? I think so. I mean, it's true. It is the Saturday after Black Friday. You are right about that. I don't, it, it might actually be something. I don't, is it Small Business Saturday, maybe? Is that what the deal is? I don't know. Who's got that answer? Yeah, who's, who knows about that? I what think is, there is a, what small is the day, day after Black uh, there Friday? Is like
0: a small business day. It could be. I'm not sure what that, what today is or whatever either. But, uh, so if you missed our Black Friday, hey, sorry. Uh, but it is a lot of fun and everything. He has a little chilly and stuff. It, uh, it was great when I pulled in yesterday. I pulled in about six right o'clock about yesterday and, uh, and the crowd was all the way, the line was all the way down the front of the building and all the way to the back of the
1: building. Uh, But I do think, did you count how many numbers? Uh, So I had uh, started with 700 tags um, and we went through just about all of them i so, mean i don't it was it was pretty dang close to 700 people
0: it'll be fun too well we had our drone flying yesterday too it'd be fun to see the the, the footage of that of what how many people were, were here but i do know when we opened the doors of the showroom after we gave away the 10 cars and came in because lisa had the black black envelopes full of cash we drew for those off off yeah. the same numbers uh i could hardly walk through the showroom i yeah. mean it was that packed and everything else too from that part so great
1: great fun great time out here at the, at the big corner uh uh, from that part too. Always, so. uh, always very exciting to see the excitement on somebody when they when they win a car. And I tell you, I, I didn't see. Uh the first several people, but the last person, uh, it was going to be for, uh, you know, a, one of the teenagers kind of first car type deal. And man, she was stoked and on the phone with her friends in disbelief that she had even won and all that stuff. And so it well, was uh, it was definitely <laughs> exciting. And it's fun for
0: me. I stay out there outside and I help guide the salespeople with the right cars and, you know, get them backed out, make sure people can, don't get run over. And yeah. so many people we have and stuff like that. And it is fun and exciting to watch them get excited. Uh, we had a had a lady out there she couldn't decide what she wanted we were down to four cars and uh, so the next person was coming out and he says i want that black f-150 and i said well i just i Hang tight. You're going to have yeah. to wait. She hasn't decided what she wants, and it took her forever. She's on the phone. She's excited. She's something about to cry and everything else. And and uh, she ended up not taking. She first looked at that F150. That's why I told this next guy. I said you're just going to have to wait because it's her choice. Yeah. uh But I was getting a little impatient. I guess she was taking her forever to get a pick. But uh, she ended up picking the Escape, and then the guy got his F150. d wanted to? That F150 is a nice truck.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, there really wasn't any one of them wasn't. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying from that side of things. But I don't. I guess it's a. Uh, it would be different, you know, because every year I've kind of done the same thing. I think you've kind of done the same thing to see the, see it from a different person's perspective of, uh, in the process, I guess, you know? Yeah. So and here's the one thing I will tell you the first time ever, the $99 car
0: went first. Really, it was the first car to go, and I can't believe that because it's always usually the second or third last car to go. Yeah, but that's telling you how nice all these cars were. It was a Nissan Juke, uh, red car. It looked good and everything else from that part. But I mean, it was the first one to go. Yeah, typically it's yeah the, towards the it's end. Normally, always the
1: nine ninety nine uh, one or something.
0: Huh. And. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, w- I had a hard time pricing the cars this year, putting them in order how I wanted to go do it and stuff like that, too. But, uh, uh, yeah, but it was the first time ever the $99 car was the first out of the gate. That's awesome. Gone. Yeah. And the next two people, you know, you don't know what they picked to come out there. And the next two people are coming out after
1: it, too. Oh, really? So I don't know. That Nissan Juke must be something <laughs> or whatever, too. <laughs> well, I don't know. That's like that's the, me. uh, when we were walking the used cars together, what is it? The, uh, FJ Cruiser. We were talking about one of those, the Toyota FJ Cruiser and, you know, it was uh we were talking about the the book value on that car and it was kind of sought after. And I'm thinking, man, it's just an FJ cruiser, but I guess those are kinda they definitely hold their book uh a lot better. Yeah, very true. Anyway, it looks like we got a caller coming. It's gonna
0: be Delbert here just real quick and uh uh Austin Allen wants an update on the Futch racetrack. Yes, I'll uh Let's get Delbert taken care of here. Austin, hang tight on the radio on a, on the show here. I will get you uh, the latest and greatest that I know about what's going on at the Hutch Fair uh, Racetrack and uh, what happened out there uh, Tuesday evening, and we'll get everybody up to speed on the on the racetrack too here shortly. Let's see what Delbert's got on his mind this morning. We're
1: going to hear about it from a spectator standpoint. <clears throat> yeah, get him patched through. Oh, he's here. not on yet. Okay, nope, not quite yet yeah so we'll 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 talk about the racetrack after we get done with delbert when
0: delbert tell us all about what his experience was like and what he saw out here at black friday at the big corner and how much fun he had or whatever but i still can't believe i missed him yeah i guess i know why i missed him though too. Yeah. so uh we'll get him patched in here real quick and see how but if i'm telling everybody if you didn't come out here it's it's worth the fun just to watch and watch the thing go down and all that kind of stuff too so uh uh the excitement the the cheer the the winners, and I wish wish everybody could be a winner but you know we just can't we can only have 10
1: we really do try to minimize your time outside you know what I'm saying it's not like you gotta be in line all night or anything like that I guess
0: we did have some people spend some night spend the night
1: too yeah we did hey let's go to the phones let's talk to Delbert Delbert you're on live with Under the Hood good morning
2: well good morning gentlemen boy was it nice outside yesterday wasn't it (laughs) it
0: was just a little (laughs) bit chilly
2: sunny and 70 (laughs) It would have been It would have been all right.
0: Oh, if. my gosh, that was cold. <laughs> I think it would have been okay if it just didn't have the wind. It wouldn't have been yeah. so bad. That wind was ruthless, but I didn't say it's ruthless. It, just it was,
2: but uh, you guys had a lot of the cars open, so people were actually getting in the cars to stay warm. It was funny.
0: <laughs> yeah, I didn't really. To be honest with you, Delbert, I didn't really kind of like that, but I didn't want to make anybody mad or whatever sat in the cars. It's not fair for some people to get in and some people not to get in the cars and stuff, too, but uh, I get it from that part. Well,
2: and I, then looked, somebody I even brought a little uh, heater, if you will. Oh yeah, I had. A, a, I, know a a, I know a gentleman
1: had a generator. There was a out generator there. <laughs> out there. <and>, yeah. <laughs> I won't
2: call anybody out, but Bo, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I, was, I walked in and saw him right there. It was great. I loved it. <laughs> had a heat lamp
1: too going. Yep. <laughs> and,
2: and when Josh gave me the ticket, I thought, "Oh man, I got a great chance now. Said, I got one of the main guys giving me a ticket." He, so said, he just, says,
1: "I'm in." Yeah, that brand. didn't that
0: didn't work. <laughs> did you, Did you even get close, Delbert? Did your number get close?
2: Uh, Yeah, well, I think uh, the closest we got was eight. Eight away. So yeah, it did. It did. We stuck around the whole thing. I I, I saw a couple of people I knew from past work experiences. So that's cool. It was great. Uh, Well, so so if someone's not yeah, just Yeah, Delbert. So if someone's
0: not been here, yeah. So Delbert, (laughs) someone's not been here before Black Friday, and you have been. And they haven't been here. Tell them what they're missing. Tell them the how much. Just tell me your experience about being out here. On uh, what time did you get here? All that kind of stuff and everything too.
2: Well, as you know, we drove in from OKC early in the morning. Um, we got there at. Uh, we would have got there sooner, but we had some uh, uh, slowdowns uh, due to the, the traffic. Okay, it wasn't the traffic. You had to stop and use the restroom, but. <laughs> 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 but uh, too much coffee. And uh, uh, got there about six forty-seven. So that was plenty of time to get a ticket. But boy, by then, uh, parking was at a premium. Yep. And uh, y'all could have made some money on parking. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> hey, nice. Not <laughs> <thought. Nah>, this- <laughs> For next year. Uh, I, I don't know, but it, it sure seemed like. Um, uh, outside Lisa was kind of, um, a little disheveled by the amount of people. Maybe, um, there was a lot, there was at least a thousand, which is probably the most I've seen. And this is my third time going, not third year in a row, but third time coming.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Um, and yes, I haven't won at any point. So well, none turn's of the cash coming. rises, none of the cars, none of that stuff got, got nothing, but that's fine. I enjoyed it. I, I we had my, I brought my wife, we had a good time. Saw you guys, um, we're not crowd people, so in, yeah. the, in the building, I think I, I think I heard somebody say, um, I think we're over our capacity. No, 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 <laughs> we're, bet fine. You are. we're fine. We're <laughs> fine. Well, Josh said he handed out seven hundred numbers, but remember, you can only get one per household. Yeah, one per and per stuff. Household. So there's plenty
0: of people here. So I do believe there was over a thousand people here.
2: Uh, well, there was, I'll be honest with you, you guys probably didn't know this, and maybe you saw it later, uh, but there was some people that were getting more than one per household, um, well, and no, it's hard it, to stop. It is too. hard to
0: stop, and uh, so, yeah, it is. we
2: try to be as fair but, as we can. Uh, I, and think then, we,
0: uh, I think we'd be as fair as we can. And one, could one of the
2: things I can suggest for next year, is, that, and I know you got so many rules sometimes that you can't remember them all, and I'm sure that's the only thing is, uh, Phil, you didn't tell people that if you won in the past three years, you can't win again. I think we had a couple of people that actually won a second time in the past three years, which is unusually, ungodly, unheard of. <laughs> yeah. The lightning striking twice type deal. <laughs> yeah. They, well, and, like, and, how does that happen? Well, so, and I
0: will tell you in the rules, it's in
1: the rules and it's posted everywhere uh, from that part. I think a couple of people didn't have their insurance cards. Yeah. They there was two, two, two no insurances and then one that had won in the, in the last three years.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But and it's that, in the rules. Still, I mean, you yeah. think about that. What's, what surprises Somebody me, honestly? The last few years and still won again, that it's just, whew, they got yeah, some luck. Yeah. yeah what, <laughs> if you go to the casino.
1: <laughs> yeah, they should, shouldn't they? <clears throat> what surprises me on that, um, that deal? We talk about insurance all the time and then how long it takes people to to gather up insurance when they, when they actually do win. And I'm sure it's just the fact that they think that they're not going to win. And so then when they do, it just kind of comes as a shock and... Then it's yeah. getting in gear from there but uh yeah i had one that could not provide any insurance and one that uh, uh couldn't uh, provide a valid so it had expired right you know, from there so and we've so you gotta, guys hosted a great
2: show yesterday it is the best time to go i mean I, of course we'd love to have better weather but nobody can control that but god sure yep. we do our best to enjoy it to endure what we have to and isn't it somebody's got to get up on the roof here soon Please, that's yeah. coming he's got to get up on the roof that's coming i guess uh-huh. next week isn't it? <laughs> it is next <laughs> I week hope it's nice yeah. and cold out there for you uh, there thanks Delbert. i really think appreciate he said he that. hoped it
1: was really warm
2: I, that's what i thought i heard him <laughs> say i wasn't
0: quite sure but i think that's kind of what he said so yeah next saturday i can we got these weekends are running together too fast too yeah. fun and everything else too but yeah they're going up on the roof next saturday oh, yeah didn't think about that so uh, toy drive for the uh, sure Army. so yeah our t- annual toy drive got i've been doing this i don't know how many years we need to check that out and everything else too how many years i've done that so i think i started no nine i think it was my first year going up on the roof so
2: wow it's crazy 14 years, it's, it's a fun time. years you guys do a great thing there as well so i mean there's a lot of things that i don't think people understand what mel hamilton ford does for the community and uh you guys are just awesome and that's why i come back you know, yeah, I know I don't live there anymore. It takes me two and a half hours to get there, but it's so much fun to go up, go up there. And every time I come up there, even though I haven't bought a car for years there, I think my last one was my daughter. And uh you guys still treat me like I'm family. And that's the most, best thing you could ever do to anybody. And I think that's one of the things that keeps people coming back to your dealership.
0: Well, Delbert, appreciate that. And yes, everybody, no, we did not pay Delbert to say that, okay.
2: <laughs> no, they did not pay me. I got nothing. and I spent money to come up there and did the things But, you know, I was a little disappointed in that, but that's nobody's fault but you know God. <laughs> yep, I get it, buddy. Get it totally. Well, Delbert right. again. I hope nobody Sorry. gets sick from being on that cold weather, but it was it was great. Okay, so I'll yeah. go to a car question. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I've got my eighteen Escape, sixty eight thousand original miles. I know it sounds like original miles is only 18, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, and on idle after it warms up, it, it has a little sputter. Um. I'm not 100 sure what that could be, um, but I do know the battery's getting weak, um, so I'm going to replace that eventually. Um, but because uh, you guys gave me that information, and I've noticed it here lately too, so you can tell by the startup. Um, but it's an AGM battery. Oh my God, those are expensive. They are. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, the the spit up spit up a little bit when it's idle. It'll run fine. Uh, I do think the, the mileage is down just a little bit, by a couple of miles per gallon. Uh, um, my wife drives it more than I do, so um not sure um, if it'd be plugs, um, maybe running some more fuel additive to it from BG Products, uh, another plug. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the first place that's first um, I was going to yeah, the fuel system getting a little bit clogged up because it's getting, doesn't it, it? She drives it every day to work, which is about you know four miles one way, and then she'll drive it back for a few miles more. So it does get driven enough that it shouldn't be an issue, but well, the, and the problem with only driving something could be causing, yeah,
1: the problem with only driving something four miles and then shutting it off and then four miles and shutting it off is it never gets to it never gets to operating temperature really, and so you know it's not able to burn off that moisture or condensation uh you know within the engine and so that's uh when you when you drive something short trips like that that's why you know it's always better or you you get longer distance out of something that's more highway miles than in town or short short trips like that yeah i still used to always blow me away i drive my demo from here to hutch you know 50 minutes
0: So you know it's good and hot in 15 minutes, and I had all time to boil that out. Or then I'd back it out of the garage the next morning, and the condensation should be pouring out of the exhaust already. That just shows you how quick (laughs) that stuff builds up on initial startup, uh, and does that for these things. And and these, Josh is right; these short trips are so detrimental, and it shortens your life, your your service interval uh, drastically
1: by doing that that part so but definitely yeah plugs i think would be a, a good thing to look at for that thing you know the other th- side of it is uh the compressor compression restoration the gdi service with those lower tension Which rings in to. it uh would be uh certainly a service that i would recommend uh on that thing with uh, the shortest or with the shorter uh uh ignition intervals Trim- with that thing um yeah. would would be something to, to look at as well so yeah.
2: Okay. Um, I was able to uh, find a way to turn off the start stop feature, so that doesn't work, even though it says it does. But (laughs) (laughs) yeah. I there get it. is a way, folks, just saying.
0: Oh, yeah, there is a way to shut them off, and I get that, too. The I will tell you, Delbert, these newer vehicles, like the F-150 I'm driving today, it's a 23, and I don't even notice it anymore. It's, it shuts off so nice and easy, and it starts up so nice and easy. You don't even feel it anymore. Now Years ago, yeah, I get it. You feel it shut off. You can feel the engine shut down. and You feel it crank up and go. But, boy, I tell you, today, the technology these newer trucks and vehicles. You just don't even notice it's there at
2: all. Well, I think one of the things that um, – you know, I had an issue with my 2020 uh, and the flex plate you guys know about. Mm-hmm. Um, so the auto is just something to mention, you know, start-stop technology starting and stopping that vehicle all the time. using the. In my year, I'm not sure if it's still doing doing that in the early years, um, using that uh, flex plate as a start-and-stop thing, um, I feel that could have been something that is what causes it to uh, degrade and, and eventually break. Oh, well, it could be. I mean, there's no doubt it probably is yeah, yeah. from that part. So, uh, Well, that's, that's something we need to strengthen, you know. And I know that uh, when I had mine changed, I asked if they changed the part number and, and I think it was Josh who checked into it and it's still we'll the say, same part number, but that doesn't mean it wasn't changed. It just means that they kept the same part Yeah, same.
0: Josh, you can kind of tell oh, me too. Yeah, I mean, we, we, years ago, man. I mean, I remember overhauling starters, fixing starters, oh, yeah. and all kinds of stuff. We just don't see a starters anymore like we used to. And right. I don't know what you see about the flywheels. I mean, was Delbert kind of um, a rare situation, or you, do you see some fly? I don't. You know, I don't I, see this every
1: day like you. Yeah, do. I would say as far as uh, <clears throat> again, the number of vehicles that we see, flywheels aren't really a thing, but. I would say we, the odds of putting a flywheel in over a starter is probably more likely that we'd replace a flywheel than a starter. Uh, man, you just don't get to the point where you, you replace uh, a lot of starters or alternators or, you know, really water pumps. Uh, as I, I mean, I, I can just think of years ago, that's that's what you did, you know. Um, it, it was re- yeah, exactly. pretty common. To, water it,
2: pumps were a big issue. They disintegrate with the air for easy. Yep. Or degrade, or I don't know how you want to word it, but corrode, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fall apart, yeah, fields go out. Leaking <laughs> um, that, yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe you can explain, a uh, better, Josh, on what a flex plate is and how it works in a vehicle, and maybe that'll help some of these people. And what years the they started using this and so on and so on
1: well and i don't so years ago it used to be called a flywheel which flex plate flywheel kind of same thing but it essentially it connects the engine to the transmission and then there's a big gear uh around the outside of it that the starter engages into and that's what is able to to turn the engine over to get it to, to get it to start and what happens that are in your case where the flywheel bolts to the uh crankshaft uh it cracked out around where the bolts are and you know that's one of those things that once it started getting weak from you know from flexing and once it started cracking then it just the integrity of it went downhill probably pretty quick and it's something that happened uh, pretty rapidly uh, would be my guess
2: yeah there's some pretty big welds that hold like looks like maybe three to four pieces together around where the bolts go through um and it looks like that's the failing point, not necessarily the bolts, because the bolt holes were still round and not uh, oblong or anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you could you could hear it in the flex plate itself, the the movement of the metals. Um so that's where the sound comes from, makes it sound like it's uh, bad um uh, piston or something slapping against there, but it really was just the flex plate making yeah. all that well out of <laughs> out of
1: those two repairs the flex plate is definitely the cheaper one so <laughs> that's
2: very oh true. definitely yeah definitely and I was happy about that but yeah uh, it's still it's, it's something that um, hopefully, hopefully people don't have an issue with it it makes you relook at at what you um, may want to purchase in the future as far as the older cars I can't say for the new ones because they hopefully are built better than they were back then. Yep, yeah, I agree. Were a I agree, a hundred percent. You know, they learn from their mistakes. People don't don't just because I don't know Chevy has their issues, uh, Chrysler, Daimler, Stellantis, whatever they're called today, has their issues. Toyota has issues. Honda has issues. Things like that. So every vehicle at some point in their life is going to have some kind of issue that uh, we can't hold the company totally responsible for, but you can sure. Hope and let them know what the problems are so that they can hopefully fix it in the future of building vehicles. But they can only get better if they know the issues. That's
0: exactly right. Well, anyway, Delbert, uh, I think we got another caller hanging, don't we? Yeah.
2: Anyway. Uh, you guys have a great day, and thanks for this year, and I hope you do it again next year. And oh, we will. Coming It'll out. be again Good next weather. year. Don't worry about that. <laughs>
1: So
0: anyway, Delbert, have a great weekend. Thanks for being here. And we got to get to, I think it's Joe, right? Yep. Joe, thanks for waiting. Thanks for holding. He's not here yet. He's not there yet. Okay. So anyway, Delbert, thanks again, buddy. Anyway. I'm messing with my screen and guess what pops up? I wonder who's been looking at the Kansas State Fairgrounds racetrack on a Google Maps. I wonder who that was, Josh. I think that was me. It could have been. Yeah. So anyway, so uh, well. Austin, I know you want to hear about what's happened at the racetrack. I want to get everybody up to date. Let's see if we can get Joe Joe hung up. So, Joe, sorry about well, that. If you want to call back, I uh, got to get caught up here. Good morning, Dennis. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. Oh, Troy Furman says Josh needs to go on the roof. How about that?
1: He, he, he. Whoa, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate that one. And good morning, Billy. So, anyway, uh, there went the uh, screen. So, anyway, oh, we'll uh, get some up to speed here on the Kansas State Fairgrounds. We went over last Tuesday. I was hoping that we were going to get an answer from the fair board, uh, of an approval to go ahead and start moving forward with us promoting the racetrack for next year. So, basically, everybody, what you want to know, get King Scott up here, is the fair board, about approximately a year ago, voted to basically – do something different than have a racetrack at the Kansas State Fairgrounds. A lot of people excited. A lot of people got disgruntled with that situation. And uh, everybody's went to work on trying to how to reconvince the Board to change their mind. Hey, uh, and Billy says yes. Josh on the roof. too So thanks, guys. <laughs> here we go. Josh on the roof. So anyway, if you're going up, Josh, I'm telling you, I hate to say it's going to be super cold. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay, I, I need to stop talking. So I'm going to be in trouble. here okay? You are. <laughs> I'm going to be in trouble here. Just a minute. So, uh, so anyway, we went over. Uh, I I presented my proposal on October 31st, like they wanted for the deadline uh i really truly believe it's a great proposal i put together to me there's no risk for the fairgrounds whatsoever uh i want to let them tell i told them let, let me run it for a year and let me come back i've set up a whole complete company and everything to mount into the expenses and everything else too and if we can get joe back in we'll get joe patched in as soon as we can here uh if he can if he does get back in or not i'll stop talking about the fairgrounds and we'll re-get joe on the line here too so uh anyway so we uh did a proposal, I presented it a couple of weeks ago on uh, I think it was the 4th. Uh, we went back hoping to get an answer last Tuesday and the first thing out of the barrel is one of the board members wants to postpone it to January 9th he wants more time to review and do things with that. Yes, I was very frustrated because I need to get going. I need to start working on the track. I need to start working on sponsors. I need to start working on the other sanction bodies other than IMCA to come in and race. I've got sanction bodies calling me wanting to come to the fairgrounds and race. Uh, in July, it's the 50th anniversary of the big fire. Yeah. Uh, we were up in uh, Speedway Motors last night for the ric- for the banquet, not the banquet, for a reception time for the IMCA banquets happens tonight. And we actually got to see the pictures again from 1974 at the fairgrounds. And I'm telling you, every time you look at that picture, you see the big flames and fire and how uh, it's crazy what it happened. It is crazy. So, so we got sanctioned bodies wanting to celebrate that 50th anniversary of the, of the big fire at the fairgrounds, everything else in that part. But I can't say yes to any of them until I get an approval. So now they've made up a ad hoc comp- a group of about, I'm going to say there's six or seven of us on the board, at least I'm on the board, uh, to go back and have a couple meetings before January the 9th, because that's how long they p- asked to postpone it. And we'll have a couple meetings with these six or seven people to, to go back and present to the board again why and why not. But I'm saying we need to be racing on that racetrack. Uh, I don't want to see the racetrack go away. I know there's a lot of people that don't want to see it go away. Uh, so this ad hoc groups uh, committee will meet, in uh, you know, a several people from Hutch that's on that board. Uh, Joe here. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to interrupt there I'm at the ad hoc group and let's go to
1: Joe. Joe, you're on live.
2: Hey, good job, guys. I like listening to the show when I can. Thanks. Um, I have a new uh F three or F two fifty Ford, and it's kind of a cheaper model. And I called to have my Sirius radio switched over from my old one to my new one, and the new one doesn't have it's not Sirius capable uh, capability. So, is that easily changed, or I'm kind of surprised?
1: Yeah, how it's a brand new truck that you're in now.
2: It, yeah, it's a fleet truck. Um, so it doesn't have a lot of
1: the, you know, bells and whistles on it. Yeah. Yeah. So Joe, basically they're the easiest way to go about adding the Sirius XM to that truck would be with a, with an aftermarket, uh, system. Um, so it can be done and it, it would still use your, the factory display or the fact if so, everything would still look factory on the truck, but you would be adding, uh, an additional module, uh, into the truck that it would be aftermarket, uh, would be the easiest way to do that for that vehicle. Um, you to, to do it from the factory or to put the factory components in that truck, uh, one, the expense of it, but then also to the, the ability to program, uh, all those modules, it wouldn't allow it just because that it has VIN specific, information or data in there and so every time you would go to program one of those modules it would know that it was not equipped with it from the factory and so it wouldn't allow you to do that but it's certainly something that uh, that can be done we can get you a a price on what it would take to add the aftermarket module Uh, they're relatively um, it's relatively feasible uh, from that side of it so well do we lose joe Maybe we
0: lost Joe. Who knows? But Joe, I hope you heard that. I hope you got the comments down there. What we can do, but it
1: is an easy fix. Uh, A couple hundred bucks, Josh. Yeah, I don't know. I'll we'll we'll get. uh, get Yeah, I'll get his information and we'll give him a call and let him know what it's going to take to to get that thing fixed up uh, with that uh, satellite radio. Because that is, especially if you're traveling or uh, sound like maybe it's a fleet truck. So I don't know, Joe, if you do a lot of traveling or not. But uh, that's definitely something that's very uh convenient to have in those situations for sure yep exactly so okay so let's uh let's roll back
0: to the racetrack so basically where i left off at is they one of the board members that last tuesday made a motion to postpone it to january the 9th and uh so now we've made up they asked for an ad hoc group to put together it's six or seven maybe eight of us uh, on the, I'm on the board, uh, several of the hutch community people are on the board and stuff like that too. We're going to meet a couple times, I think before January 9th, uh, and there's a couple of board members on the, on the board too and talk about different things. I really want to know what this board member has to offer for why he wanted to postpone it, what his questions are or what his concerns are or whatever about racing, uh, there I'm, I'm, I'm proposing a one race a month. Starting in March, if weather permits, all the way into October, if weather permits, you know, this year in November, we could have raced in November, yeah. I think. But, you know, you never know. Every year is different on how that's going to work. Uh, and like I said, I want to do a two-day event in July just because that's the 50th anniversary of the fire. And the, a lot of people involved in that are asking for that. I've got a huge sanction body that wants to come race that weekend to celebrate it. But now that I'm postponed to January 9th, I can't commit to these sanctioned bodies. I can't commit to any sponsors. I can't commit to anything uh, going forward. I think they're going to we'll get it approved. I think we'll be okay. I think the racetrack will move forward. Uh, but, you know, I don't know. I, but I can't go out and make commitments to other people on a whim that maybe it's going to happen. Maybe it's not going to happen. Yeah. But I still want to talk to some people and stuff, too. I'm still moving forward as much as I possibly can because every day that we don't get moving, this this race deal cannot get done in a month to go race you know. and the other problem i got with this they finally gave me the approval january 9th the ground's going to be frozen rock solid not going to be able to do anything with that racetrack dirt wise or anything till it falls when's that is that february is that march who knows what time of the year that will be to be able to go and run tractors and graders and things because right now the track is a mess uh over the fairgrounds uh On the fair time, they had, I don't know if it was a tractor pull or if it was the demolition derby, but they piled dirt all over and there's piles of dirt everywhere. Oh, no. So that's why I want to get going. I'd really love to have pretty prepped the track and let it set all winter to get super, super hard Uh, from that part. The other thing I'm going to do racers, I'm going to bring in several different people uh, throughout the country that run a successful racetrack. And I've already talked to them. And they're willing to come and tell me and give me their opinion on what to do to the racetrack, how to perform it, how to make it work and stuff. And I've even had people call me an offer that are successful racetracks that say, hey, we know what's happening Hush. We want to help. We want to we want to get involved and we will help put things together. So excited for all that. I just need to get the board members to uh, be excited about it, too, and get them uh, more excited than all of us are about it. Uh, the committees that are out there, the, the groups that are out there that are fighting to keep this racetrack. Uh, from that part, but, uh, we got to race on it more than once a year. We got to race on it once a month, at least like that. And I want to be prepping that track every week, uh, getting it ready. So it is a great race service for the, for the racers, but also to be a better race time for the spectators to watch it. Yeah from that part too so if you got some questions on the racetrack i'd love to hear from you you can call into the show i'm going to put it over in the comment section whatever uh from that part too troy i don't know how to answer that but i'm going to have a two if i get the racetrack it's going to be a two-day event honoring that big fire in 1974 and that's in july uh so that is my plan right now at this part you know let's go next next step is the imca everybody i want you to the racers out there to hear me on this part imca is the biggest sanctioned body in the country no one comes close to having as many race cars as those guys do. I want to build into a facility. If, if if you haven't been to Boone and see how that runs and what goes on there, that is a crazy time. I've been there now twice myself. It is a fun time. It's a great experience. Can I ever get it that big? I don't know. Never doubt. Don't think I can. But it's, it's going to take yeah. years to do that. But that's what it can get built into. Next thing is we're the Hoosier Tire Distributor of Kansas, Colorado, Nebraska. I want to sell Hoosier tires. Okay, period and simple. Now, you racers that are fighting that situation of IMCA versus the other tire and stuff like that, you want to come race? I'm gonna I'm not gonna make it mandatory on every exact rule of how we got to get there. We'll get there week by week by week and and stuff like that too. Talked to a racer last night. We was up at Speedway and he's running a stock car. And it's like he said, he says, you know what, I have more fun running IMCA than the other one. But he runs both. Yeah. Uh he says, you know, there's just, you know, it's a tire rule, kind of a difference in the tire and stuff like that too. Uh talked to a gentleman here in the in the parts room yesterday on Black Friday talking about how he wants to come race, but his car is really not all hundred percent legal. I said, you know what? I'm gonna I'm not gonna again, I'm not gonna be that tight on that cut. I wanna be fun. I want to have every racer we can get there. We gotta have as many racers on that racetrack. We gotta have so many people in the stands, as many people we can get in the stands. We gotta support this racetrack. We gotta get it moving. And right now, IMCA is the best way that I think to make this thing go. Uh, I want to track racers from all over, not just yep. here around in the Wichita and Hutchinson area. I want racers coming because it's a great experience. It's fun. Uh, we're going to have a great pay. We're going to do It's going to be a fun environment when Lisa gets behind this with the fan experience. It's going to be a fun time for the fans, fun time for the kids. It's going to be an event every time we race there at the Hutch Fairgrounds. So, Hope I've got you all up to speed. Let's hope January 9th, everybody, stick behind this. Let's stay positive. Let's stay uh, excited. Let's be pumped that we can get the ad hoc committee to convince the fair board that, hey, you know what, this is the right thing to do. And I'm going to tell you, if I was sitting on the fair board, even though I'm a little biased here or whatever, I'd look at that proposal and say, you know what, this is kind of a no-brainer. There's not enough, there's nothing to lose for the fair one more year. The thing is, the fair doesn't really even have a plan yet what they're doing with that ground.
1: So what the, yeah?
0: What but everybody, I also understand that the fair has got to make money. We got to get back to understanding whether we like the history of the racetrack or whatever it might be, or we've always raced there, we've always done this or whatever. The fair's job is to make money. It is a business, and we have to go back and do that. And that's what I want to go do is I want to help them make money with that racetrack. I want to go back, run it a year come back with all my financials and show them exactly what I did. And I'm going to do it in an executive order. I'm not going to do it in a public manner. showing all my expenses, everything we did and what it does. And then I told the fair, then let's get behind this the second, third year and let's really blow this racetrack up and have a lot of fun with it. So love to hear some questions. Love to hear some comments, whatever it might be. 316-462-3673. How about that? Just like that. Just like that. So I hope I get y'all speed on what's happened at the Hutch State Fairgrounds and uh, hopefully... We can get this ad hoc committee together and convince a couple of board members on there that it's a good thing to go do. I think I can. I think we can as a group. Uh, but everybody out there fighting this racetrack, I'm I'm asking you to be positive, to be pumped, be ready to go. Uh, show different things on Facebook that you want to see that are positive about what we can do with this racetrack and the things that's happened to that racetrack. So we can convince these board members in a positive way of making this a great, fun environment and keep this racetrack racing for many, many
1: years. I mean, it comes down to the the fans and the spectators, you know, and the sports that they put behind it will determine the the long term outcome for sure.
0: Well, I kind of said that too Tuesday uh, on the deal, and I kind of got a little criticism for that too. But I am serious about that. You all want the racetrack now. If we get this done, it's also what are we going to do with how are we going to support it? We have to go support it. It can't the fair board can't support it. Sure, us as spectators, us as racers, all that we have got to go support it. So I'm. I'm just saying that is what it is. So anyway, 316-462-3673. Love to hear about anything that's going to happen there whatsoever too. And uh, Ethan, uh, curious about the Nationals. Uh, You know, that's a whole different ball game there too, Ethan. And uh, like I said, July is the 50th anniversary of the big fire. I am planning a two-day event in July. Uh, Got a couple of different sanctioned bodies that are willing to come race. It'll be a great spectator time for those people to come watch those hot rods that i got planned i hope i can get that still in place by january 9th i'm gonna make a phone calls next week to still kind of keep the hook out there for them and let them know where we're at and what's happening but uh we'll see what happens we just got to get this ad hot committee to convince everybody to go so any other questions comments whatever love to hear from you 316-462-3673 anyway josh we flew up to uh omaha no lincoln lincoln i get get the two towns omaha lincoln turn around all the time i don't know why i do but and I uh, got to go through the museum up there last night, and boy, that that Speedway Motors has got a museum that's a second to none for
1: you racers. If you've never, uh, you don't okay. even have to be a race fan, honestly. I mean, well, just I mean, it is uh, it is just absolutely impressive uh, <clears throat> up there, and the museum that they have up there the the amount of history that's in it it's it's absolutely crazy. I would, I would, uh, you know, I I can't think of really any other museum that I've been to that's, that's I mean, it's, that's like that. It's so huge and so,
0: I mean, there's hit, so much history. There's crazy the different things you can see. And you're right, you don't. I guess you don't have to be a race fan, but if you're a race fan, you're gonna love oh, that yeah. show. Yeah, we ran a couple of people we knew that had never been there last night, and they're just blown away. And I, I get blown away every, t- every just a year to year how much has changed, how much has improved. I mean, then we we, get, we got some of the back behind scenes tour yeah. last night of the stuff that we sh- most people can't get. Uh, but man, the, what they're building, and what they're I mean, it's unbelievable uh, what's coming. In, in that uh, situation and what they're going to do future flies and stuff. But any cop, any type of thing, it's just not just dirt track. It's not just drag racing. It's every type of
1: racing is in there. I mean, well, just some of the, like the, you know, when we went and hey, took us in that one back room and got to see some of the PR stuff for, you know, what was it? 50s, 54, 50 something for GM when they released the oh, power guy in 50s. You yeah, know there's uh, there's
0: all that stuff sitting there. I mean, wow!
1: Just the just the display, like you would have seen at a trade show, or you know what? uh I, I don't know. It just blow blew, blew me away. Some of the stuff that we that we got to see up there for yeah, sure. Yeah, it is. It's a phenomenal time. So if you're ever in Lincoln, Lincoln, you got to you
0: got to take just. I mean, we spent two and a half hours through it last night, and we went. We were walking. We didn't stop yeah. and really
1: gawk and read it and do everything. But I mean, I think you can spend a couple. There's three floors right now. Yeah, I think you can spend a minimum of two hours on each floor. So what blew me away the most and you know it makes you wonder think of in today's technology too like seeing uh, the amount of just engines that they have there of the different uh, experimental things that manufacturers did and how far advanced in time they were they were you know and we're talking you know 50s and 60s and 70s and you know stuff like that yeah. and then you're you're seeing uh, experimental stuff that really didn't show to the public till ten years down the road or you know, yeah. uh, later on than that. And that just makes you think of what the what the heck is out there right now that they're not showing you now that is uh, that is experimental at this point. You yeah. Know? I was blown away just because <clears throat> I'm almost certain there's a jetpack. There, there's yeah, just there's, there's a jetpack
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you know just like i said you were looking at stuff in the 30s and 40s
1: where they were making
0: overhead
1: overhead, cam overhead yeah fuel injection fuel you know, injection uh, mechanical fuel injection all that kind of stuff we saw turbos you know the number of turbos that were that i seen last night on older older engines like that just just blew me away you know yeah and now here we are today running turbos well, everywhere on, on everything
0: you know About everything is overhead cams like you know because it's more efficient and everything else too i i got over the just some of those that one motor was a dual overhead cam with four valves, and I think it was in the 30s
1: uh-huh. that they had made that. Well, uh, to time that and to even think about that, I, you know, I don't It just, that, yeah. that blows me away. And to, with the tools and equipment and stuff that they had, I, I don't know. And I was, that was one of the other things, that wall of tools, uh, you know, from the 30s and 40s. Hey, that's a question we can ask real quick. And We got a few minutes left on the show. Can
0: someone tell us the difference between a monkey wrench? And a pipe wrench. What is the difference? There is a huge difference. But I learned that last night. Didn't know the difference. Did you know the difference? I did. Yeah. Okay. I, did.
2: <laughs> I didn't.
0: Okay. So I learned something. So what yeah. is the difference between a monkey wrench and a pipe wrench? 316-462-3673. No comments. You could comment, I guess you are not gonna win the price. But the difference is if you call in the show, tell us what the difference is between a monkey wrench and a pipe wrench, you get the price back. He's about over 130 bucks for just calling it. What's the difference between a pipe wrench and a monkey wrench? But cool. I guess
1: where I was headed with that is uh, I don't know, a technician back in those days was probably pretty buff. Of course, oh. they probably only had those set of wrenches that they had then was probably five. And you could <laughs> disassemble just about well, anything. But. okay,
0: so let's go back. They had that one area set up where what your shop would look like back in the 30s and they had a head off, had a model T or model. I can't get all those straight model A. Model T, B, A, whatever that all might be, but had one in there with the head off of it, head on the bench, had the tools all laid around there and stuff, which is very cool. But I still think the favorite one of mine is that display from probably in the 20s where the guy came home with his car on the back of his Model T, A, whatever it is and just parked it and they grabbed all that and put it in in the museum and made it. it's just sitting like original like he just yep. come home from racing and there his his race car is on the back of that truck and it's sitting there i think that is the most coolest thing in the world uh that they've got oh, it of course there's so many cool things it's crazy but that, that's one of my favorites is that thing sitting there so
1: what uh what blew me away on that deal so under the car there was like a oh kind of like a little bit of a toolbox under there and there was all sorts of like different gears and you know oh yeah that that they were changing out at the track to to make the car go faster i, I was just fascinating just absolutely fascinating but anyways yeah. that somebody to go up there to that museum and and walk through there like i i could not stress enough that it is well worth whatever time that you would have invested to be able to do that so agree totally like i said we spent two and a half hours through it
0: last night and we went very fast i think you could there's three floors right now but there's going to be more area put up I don't know how many more square footage. He talked about last night, but you uh, got a sneak preview of what it's going to turn into. Be the sprint car area. The sprint cars are going out, and going in, and then Indy cars are all coming in the, where the sprint cars are at, and all kinds of stuff happening. There. I mean, it's crazy. It's it's so much fun and interesting and stuff. And I was texting a few pictures to Ellie last night. She was jealous. Of course, she couldn't be there, so I'm gonna have to make a trip to Omaha to just go or Lincoln. I say there I go again. <laughs> Can't keep them straight to go through that with her and stuff too. It's it's cool.
1: What uh, I don't know, and I'm sure it's like this in in all you know in all different uh events or whatever but to to be a racer then physically what that would do to you you know uh the the power steering the the suspension Uh. advancements the you know i don't just how they were positioned in some of those cars it's like oh crazy or the, the motorcycles is the other thing too yeah, those land speed record cars are in uh, the, the bottle
0: salt plants yeah. and stuff to set in those things. Woo. And go 200 and 300 miles. That one car to go 200 miles an hour. There's no way. I wouldn't go 20 in that thing.
1: <laughs> so I was, what it blew me away about that is, uh, the wheels, the, yeah. all, like all aluminum. It was Cash, just bill- a yeah. ch- chunk of aluminum w- with a knurled yeah. surface on the top. Can Isn't you imagine uh, how out of balance that would be at 200 and whatever miles an hour? just Fight. <laughs> about fighting that steering wheel. I I don't know. That just blows me away. Absolutely blows me away. And
0: think and back then the safety equipment, you yeah. know, the helmets, the goggles, the fire suits. I mean, cuz the
1: fire suits didn't really come into play after, until after that fire had Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know how many uh how many, you know, cars or whatever that the the drive shaft was running right down through your leg, you know, right right down through the the middle of your leg. Yeah, exactly.
0: Cream. We got another caller, and while we yeah. get on, we got a few minutes left on the show. What's the difference between a monkey wrench and a pipe wrench? So that's what we got coming on the phone here. We'll see if this is the question. What is the difference between a monkey wrench and a pipe wrench? And Josh, of course, knew that. Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Greg's got it. I answered his question. Yeah. Well. Okay. I think you just got lucky. Oh. Okay. I think you just got lucky, Josh. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Greg's got it. I can tell him the text. Well, Let's find out. Let's find
0: out if he's got the right answer, if he's got it or not. It's going to be interesting to see
1: if he's got it. So, next Saturday, you're on the roof. I can't believe it's ready here. That is. It is right around the corner.
0: Yeah, it is coming. Uh, So, we'll get Greg on the line here, see if he knows the difference. Josh, you're going to have to get technical since you know the answer. All right, Greg, one. Greg's not coming through. Where's Greg? Anyway, uh, just a few minutes left on the show. We'll get Greg passed through here for real quick. And uh, again, thanks, everybody, that come out to the Black Friday sale we had yesterday. It was a lot of fun, exciting, always true. Again, next Saturday, boy, going up on the roof, save uh, some toys for the Salvation Army. I think this is going to be year 14, I think. Maybe it's 15. I think it's 15. If you count it up, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. It's 15 years. It's crazy here to go up on the roof to save toys for uh, Salvation Army. So it will be great next Saturday, get your toys, bring them out new unwrapped toys and we'll get them over to the Salvation Army for you and stuff. And I'll go on the roof till we fill, fill up them F-150s full of toys. So I guess Greg's not coming through. Yeah, not. Uh... So anyway, Greg Murray says it's not him. So it must be a different Greg over oh. too. So anyway, I guess nobody knows the difference between a monkey wrench and a pipe wrench. So since we're running out of time, real quick again thanks everybody coming out to black friday sale uh hope i gave everybody a good update on the tr- racetrack what's happened over in hutch number two bg products that, they help us keep this show going each and every week and of course it's just a great partnership we have those guys over at bg products we talked a little bit about delbert some of the situation with his car if you want to keep your car maintained and running many many more miles than what it's designed to run and do let us help you with the BG products. Let our service advisors help you set that up. Bitcoin creative for all your advertising needs. Say so anything you need for your business. If you need a web page design, anything to advertise your business, help direct mail, uh, radio, TV, newspaper, which uh, might be what your, your your choice is, or if you need a vehicle wrap, windows wrap, race car wrap, whatever it might be, window tint. And like Jesse says, just Google us. And then of course, I hope everybody's got your reservation with Stan and go side and side millham for Go to rent. Uh, we finally got Stan's fleet back up again and, uh, he's got a great fleet of vehicles, but I still would get a reservation if you need something bigger to get to grandma's house for Christmas and the holidays and stuff too. So I guess we missed Greg and, uh, okay, hold on. I think in, I think we're going to get Greg through here. Cause I'm going to have Josh tell everybody what the difference is between a monkey wrench and a pipe wrench, but maybe Greg's going to be on here and he'll be able to tell us what
1: is the difference. Maybe. All right, let's go to the phones. Let's talk to Greg. Greg, apologize about the delay there, but do uh, you know the difference?
2: Yes, do you. Have you
1: got a call yet on it? Uh, you are the guy. You you have the answer. Okay. I can feel it.
2: Okay, the monkey wrench has smooth jaws, and they're they're fixed. They slide back and forth. Where a pipe wrench has teeth on the jaws, and the outer jaw has some flex to it. To grab onto the pipe. <laughs> ding, you ding, you ding, get ding, that off a
1: of, you get that off of Google, Greg.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no nah. monkey wrench.
0: No, I think oh, Greg's probably used a few of both, both the pipe wrench and the monkey wrench, yeah. have you, Greg? <laughs> yeah, <I> sure.
1: Have. <laughs> yeah. Well very good. That is well, uh that is absolutely correct. I'm
0: gonna tell you, Greg, I learned something new last night because we were up there at the Speedway deal and they had a whole row of those monkey wrenches lined up there and the, the guy that was taking us around asked the difference and of course Josh said he knew. Everything else, which I, you know, I think he had his phone out, googling what he was doing. Great, but, but I and, didn't. I really.
1: I mean, also, I did not know there was really a difference. I Phil's, I, Phil's answer was the guy running it. That's the difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very true. So,
0: yeah, I'm sure, Greg, you've used a few, few of them. I've used both them. Didn't realize I was using differences. What I didn't realize. So anyway, Greg, a great question, great answer. Glad you got it, force buddy,
1: and uh, everything else too. We'll so. get that. We'll get that sent out to you.
2: Okie okay,
1: doke. Thank you. Thanks, Greg. Thanks for the call.
0: All right, everybody. It's uh, running out of time. Everything else, too. Thanks for all the watchers, boxers, all the listeners, everything we had going on today. Exciting time, and uh, it's Saturday. And next fri- next Saturday is the uh, Going Up on the Roof, five trucks full F-150, so please go get a new unwrapped toy. Drop it off out here at Mill Home 4. If you can't come Saturday, we'll have trucks on the showroom floor to put them in beforehand, but we'd love to see you Saturday. Santa will be here. Santa! Josh is going to get the first picture with Santa sitting on his lap telling me he needs a monkey wrench for Christmas because <laughs> he doesn't have any <laughs> so anyway everybody have a great Saturday and hopefully this weather blows through here real fast and everything for us from that part I know we need the moisture too uh, from that standpoint so let's get a lot of snow and melt away fast so everybody have a great Saturday we'll talk to you next Saturday right before we go up on the roof for saving this for getting toys for the Salvation Army next Saturday talk to you next Saturday nine o'clock everybody have a great Saturday talk to you soon